Welcome to BNB Books and Banter, a podcast where we are currently reading through Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. This is Linda. And I'm Sarah. We're currently reading the first book, The Way of Kings. Episode 50, and we are with Shalon and Kaladin. We are on chapter 50, Backbreaker Powder. Um, I've got nothing for the quote. I feel like everything we've needed to say we've kind of already said. Alright, so Shalon is awake and realizes she's in a private room. Yeah, it takes her a little bit to, you know, get her head around what's what what happened. She realizes that she should be feeling a certain way, but she's not. She's feeling rather good. Well, actually she says she's feeling oddly healthy. It's amazing. So cleansing your blood can make you feel good sounds like painful first (laughs) yeah (laughs) but this time she is being guarded oh she knows she's in she knows she's in the yeah and this time jasna is not sitting outside waiting to go in yes and even the guard is like giving her the stink eye basically like she knows she's fallen from grace here Mm mm-hmm i mean it's to be expected. Yeah, she knew what she did was wrong when she was doing it. Yeah. So the first thing she asks is about Capsule. So we should deal with the fact that Capsule is no longer with them. Yeah. I like how Jasna just calls him the ardent. Yeah, it's just kind of dismissed in the chapter. Yeah, no, he's dead. That's it. All done. Yeah. He is no more. Right. So let's see. So the first order of business when Jasna finally comes to visit is the Soulcaster. Yes. And Jasna says, you're wise to return the Soulcaster. It saved your life. I saved your life. And Jasna is trying to figure out, like, who is the mastermind? Yeah, who's behind Shalon? <laughs> right. And Shalon does raise the point, like, why couldn't I have thought of this? Now... In fairness, I don't think it was Shalon. It was it was a family decision on their part to target Jasna for the Soulcaster. Right. And Jasna thinks the whole thing was a little more sinister than it really was. Mm. I mean, Shalon just says, like, you know, my father is dead and we needed a way to earn money quickly or create money. And this is the part that I'm kind of like a little disappointed She's still lying, or like hiding the truth. Yeah, you're you're you've the you're already in this point where you've almost lost your life, and what what are you really achieving by not saying that your father had a soulcaster himself, and therefore this is why you think you needed a soulcaster to solve your issues. Hmm. I think it that is the naivety she has that she believes she's protecting her family by not disclosing the soulcaster where in reality Jasna would be it would be a much better <clears throat> for Shalon and her family if she actually just came clean about the whole thing because there is something sinister going on with their father's old soulcaster and how he got it and Jasna would be very well placed to be able to figure it out Right, like even Shalon herself is like, something is not right. Mm. And here is your chance to come clean with everything and possibly get the answers. And you decide, 
nah, I don't really need the answers. I'm just going to, I'll figure it out on my own. You and what army, Shalon? Are you like, what? you clearly like don't have a lot of like political clout. You don't have like the knowledge. Like, what are you going to do in order to find the answers? Really? Yeah. Short of like approaching the really weird guy who's been like feeding you poisoned bread. No, I was thinking like his brother has been getting visits from a guy who's cloaked asking about the Soulcaster, right? Sorry, yes. And that's the other thing that's kind of like funny about this whole explanation. It's like there are so many ways to make money. Mm. Like they can open a gambling den for all I know and earn way more money than the amount of effort she spent and the amount of money she spent trying to be Jasna's ward. Yeah. And if it weren't for the fact that Shalon actually was interested in being a scholar and had the aptitude for it, like this whole thing would never have panned out. Mm. It is a bit of a silly decision originally to try and do it and then to continue to hide the truth. But she makes a reference to her father in this about how Jasna's anger is different to her father's anger. So it is just possible that she still has no idea how to trust or how to deal or how in to a deal yeah yeah where there is anger from somebody she cares about yeah maybe cuz she feels like she she's the youngest of her bro- uh, with her brothers so she's either she has no confidence at home and she was she always felt slightly separated from her brothers mm-hmm. and she couldn't, like, her, her mother is dead. Her stepmother is dead. Her father is dead. She was not treated well, from what we can gather. She literally only has herself. Yeah. And you would have hoped that spending time with Jasna would have gotten her to open up a bit. Unfortunate. Yeah, explore those kinds of relationships that you can have. But clearly not. Yeah. Um, something else to note is, you know, Jasna does point out that you you thought your salvation lay in enraging not only the entire Ardentia, but a Lethkar. We did point this out. <laughs> we did point this out, but to hear somebody else point it out is always a big plus. It's, to hear the king's sister say, did, did you really think it through? <laughs> I am a powerful person. <laughs> yeah, like literally all... You can tell how naive they were in this plan. Like, mm. literally the only thing they could think of was the only person who had a known slowcaster that they could potentially steal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Um. Anyways, so the bread was poisoned by backbreaker powder. Yes, hence the title. Dusted over the bread to look like flour. And it seems like the bread every time was... Poisoned. And the jam had the antidote. Yep. Based on their previous empty jars that they found. Yep. Now, what is interesting is, okay, so the bread was poisoned. And this time, Capsule apparently put a lot more of the poison on the bread in the hopes that Jasna would even just inhale it. Yeah. Now, she does sniff the bread and chew a piece. But it's... Capsule and Shalon who succumbed to the poison. Mm-hmm. So 
she somehow magically avoided the powder. Now, Jasmine is royalty, so would she have been trained to... Immunity to poison? Yeah, resist poisons? Or... Question mark? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's... Questions. Yeah, we don't know. All we know is... Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think we just have to assume that she somehow managed to avoid inhaling the powder. Which, I mean... Mm. I mean, flour doesn't, like, fly up into your face unless you, like... Unless you blow on it, if there's a lot of it. Yeah. And then it is entirely possible for the corner she nibbled on to be, like, from the bottom and had no flour dusting. Yeah. So this was not a very foolproof assassination method anyway. (laughs) No. Especially since um, Capsule himself succumbed to it. That was uh, probably not part of his plan, considering how he tried to eat all of the jam. When he realized how potent it was. But I would like to point out that Jasna had a choice with both Capsule and Shalon on the floor. When she realized they were poisoned. And when she realized that Shalon had her soul caster. She still chose to save Shalon's life. Even through that. like, she, And she did not save Capsule's life, obviously. And she could have found out, you know, information from who... Mm plan this whole thing and get information on, you know, the mastermind behind it all. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's not Capsule. (laughs) But in that choice, she chose to save Shalon. She does care. I mean, she's so proud of Shalon, too. Mm. She does make a reference to her throwing away her promising career. Yeah. This foolish scheme will stay in your life for decades. No woman will take you as a ward now. You threw it away. Mm. And, I mean, pre-Shalon journeying out to find Jasna, she wouldn't have cared about being taken as someone's ward or not. It was not her ambition before this to become a ward and be involved in this. She didn't, it, it wasn't, it hadn't really entered her head that she should be able to pursue this. But after everything, to have that and have it taken away must be really hard for Shalon. Yep. Yep. But I would like to say that, you know, Jasmine said that Capsule played Shalon. Mm. I don't know if that's entirely true. I think he cared. Mm. I think he developed the feelings. Yeah, because he tried, really what gave him away was the fact that, like, he tried to get Shalon to eat the jam. Yeah. Because he, he could have just eaten the jam regardless of the smell and move on and be so surprised when... She wasn't feeling well, you know? But in trying to save her, he actually died because he didn't eat the jam fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Jasna's not entirely right there. No. But I think Jasna is feeling a lot of betrayal and hurt. Yes. Yes, she is. Can't blame her too much. She's just twisting the knife a little. So... Jasna did arrange for Shalon to go back to Jacobide. Yes. Which, I mean, is very nice of her instead of handing her over to the authorities for stealing. Yeah. I mean, Jasna herself could dole any kind of punishment she wants, right? Mm. It's her life on the line. Yep. And instead, all she's doing is sending her home. Yep. Exactly. So uh, Jasna is surprisingly kind mm-hmm. in this and Shalon, however, 
doesn't really see that at this moment. She just feels like she should have died in her fake suicide attempt or yeah, wishing that Jasna hasn't saved her because she now has nothing, can't protect her family, um, can't continue to be the scholar she wants to be. Yep. Learning that she never really had Capsule as, you know, an option to have as a partner in a, another type of life. Mm-hmm. So She's basically... She has the same amount as when she started her journey. Yep, I would say that. But she also has experienced all of the things she could have she had. could have had. So she's in a much worse place. Yeah. So yeah, we're leaving her at is a very ignorance low is point. Bliss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my. I think this is very much a case of ignorance is bliss. Yeah, and now she thinks nobody cared or you know and i'm like jessna cares you're still alive buddy you're still alive so i think she is not in a good headspace to realize that Mm -hmm. it's not quite as drastic as she thinks it is yeah she's still very young so she has a lot of growing to do yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens to shalon now yeah where will her journey take her? We will see. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, switch over to Kalida now. Yes. So chapter 51. Sasnan. I think if we both came to that conclusion, it probably is what it is. <laughs> so one year ago, mm. we're pretty much no more flashbacks from Kaladin after this. Yes, I think we are all caught up now. The Sasnan in the chapter title kind of gives away what this chapter is about, because that is the slave brand. Yep. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Mm. So, so Kaladin is in Amaran's wooden war center. Yeah. And it turns out four of his men remained out of the 26. Yikes. And he's feeling that survivor's guilt of, mm-hmm. you know... Why does he survive when everyone else dies? Well, he, you know, the fact that he feels responsible for these lives and that he does this crazy, like, take, like, what is, what is this? Lannison, the sure-footed and evode mark maker. He's like somebody from the tales, like a hero. And he, he just doesn't care. Mm. And... Gave so he gave away the blade and the plate, and he's trying to convince himself that he's a hero because he protected his high marshal. Yeah, and he's still trying to. At this point, Kaladin chose to serve Amaran because of the honor he had shown. Mm. So, Kaladin's just trying to convince himself that what he did was the right thing in chasing after the shard bearer, and that Amaran was worth the lives of his squad. Yeah, most of his squad. Because mm. the four who survived are with him in the room. Right. And Amram's conversation as he's entering the room is he says Amram was talking to one of his storm wardens, a middle aged man with a square beard and robes of deep black. So Amram's trying to figure out who would send a shard bearer to kill him. Yes. They don't know who the shard bearer is. No. And then he says the ghost bloods grow more bold mm-hmm. and that the shard bear was Vedden mm. 
And so now we have, you know, a different country. We have ghost bloods, which we know nothing about. I assume they're an organization. Maybe kind of like assassins for hire. Because mm. when he thinks about it, he names someone who would want him dead. And maybe, yeah, so... And then Vedin is obviously from Vedinar, which is the very southern tip of Jacobide. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that if the Ghostbloods are, like, hired assassins, or assassins for hire, that they are rich enough to arm their people with, with a shard plate. A shard plate. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and that they're willing to lose the set that they have, because they're so... Like, well... Maybe it's not willing to lose is the correct word, but that they're so confident in sending a shard bearer, they don't send any additional backup because they think the person is going to be able to get out of it. Yeah, like they're invincible. There's no way they will be beaten. Yeah. So this is interesting. So I wonder how the ghost bloods are faring with the loss of their shard, their two shards. Yeah. Sorry, I know I derailed us, but anyways, so we're... The rest of Kaladin's squad is brought along to this meeting. And when Amaram is questioning why he chose to give away the shards, he... Actually, before that. Yeah, when he's asking why Kaladin did what he did, Amram didn't like the answer. Like, that he didn't think about it. And then he says, your name is Kaladin, is it? And Kaladin's mistake at this point is... Assuming that Amaram knows who he is. Uh, well, to be fair, Kaladin saved his life and Amaram didn't bother researching who he was. Well, that tells you exactly what the kind of man he is. I mean, not that the rest of his actions in this chapter doesn't tell you. Yeah, but like a good sort of leader would have said, okay, you find out, tell me, where is this person from? How did he get recruited? Mm-hmm. It's just like anything. Yeah. I mean, because like Kaladin tells him, like... You came to my hometown. Your cousin recruited my brother. So I joined. <laughs> it was a big thing. <laughs> yep. And Amaram was just like, I believe I remember you. Which you know is not true. Yeah, he has no no idea. He just said it to be. Yeah. And so, you know, this is the other thing, right? He doesn't ask about his brother. Mm. Because, well, now we know that he has sinister intentions, but it just shows, like, there's a disconnect from the person that Kaladin thinks Amaram is and who he actually is talking to. And Kaladin discovers this very soon after anyway. Yep. That Amaram is all for show. Yep. Because in saying that he doesn't want the shards, Kaladin unintentionally seals the fate of his men. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, even if he said that he wanted the shards, like, Amaram is not going to let him have it. Mm. And Ka- Kaladin couldn't even fight the guys that were, you know, stationed behind him at this point. Like, he's exhausted. And if he had decided, well, I'm going to want the shards, he would still be in the same situation, which means, you know, luckily he didn't want it. <laughs> yeah. But that also means that they were all going to die anyway. Yeah. Like, if Kaladin had chosen the shards, he would have been killed. Yep. Because he didn't choose the shards, Amram decides to mark him as a slave. Right, and he says this is his great mercy Mm. and compassion, right? 
and saying like my life for your life but in order to ensure that he gets to keep the shards like he needs to make it such that no matter what Kaladin says it will be taken for a tale yep so he puts him on the lowest rung of society where he will not be believed and this is his reward for saving Amram's life yep and sacrificing his squads well no he didn't really sacrifice his squad his squad showed the kind of honor and training that you would expect from a well-oiled soldier it was Amram's own honor guard who ran away right it's just that Kaladin decided to take on a shard bear <laughs> right and Kaladin is heartbroken mm-hmm because the honorable bright lord is just a lie. So we now understand why he has such anger uh, towards any light-eyed person. And especially for Amaram. And especially for Amaram. And we discover how he got his slave brand. And we discover who it was that he murdered. And who, when he said, I didn't murder the right guy, basically... Yeah, who he... Who he let go. wish he had a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we... Only other thing is... Ristars was the person who advised Amaram to pick this course of action. Mm-hmm. And Amaram believes that he shoulders responsibilities that Kaladin could never understand. And that the lives of a few Dark Dice Spearmen... Uh, do not outweigh those of thousands of people who could be saved by his decision to take these shards. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, what thousands of people? And why, what makes you think that? Yeah, because, I mean, Amaram's not on the Shattered Plains. I mean, they're fighting, like, petty border skirmishes here. Yeah, so it's just curious to... I kind of want to know what Amram thought he was going to do with these shards that will make such an outcome. Yeah. Yeah. We still don't know what he's up to <laughs> a year later. Yeah, right. Oh, well, we will find out. Now that we know the whole story, you know, it's going to happen. We're just going <laughs> to get more interactions. I think the comparison between the end of this chapter and the end of chapter... 50 is very interesting in that this is the end of this chapter is really Kaladin's lowest point he has lost everything yeah and he has been pushed to the very very bottom of society which you know we talked about Mm -hmm. whereas the end of the previous chapter with Shallan is she's had a monumental screw up she's lost everything she's gained in the past couple of months but, but she's right back where she started. She's right back where she started, which is still in her position in society. And she still has her family, her, her brothers. And she is getting passage back to her hometown. So what she has lost is in the face of Jasna. Time. And time. It's, she hasn't lost um, anything else with everybody else. Whereas for Kaladin... It is for everybody to see with his slave brand. Right. Yeah, I think Wishlon lost with the op- were opportunities that she gained for herself. Yeah. 
So I, I agree with you on that front. She's just right back where she started and, you know, she's gained a little more life experience for it. Mm-hmm. And um, not quite sure where she's going to go. Mm, be interesting to see, you know, what she does. Yeah. And we've seen Kaladin's come back from his lowest point and now we understand him better all his anger and how somewhat unreasonable he can be when it comes to the light eyes Mm -hmm. but you know how many lives were lost that were in his care for the light eyes and they don't even acknowledge that Mm -hmm. and you know he's been all this time raised to say lives are equal as a surgeon like, it doesn't matter if you were a noble and you broke your arm, it's going to be the same break if, you know, you were a peasant and you broke your arm, you know? Mm-hmm. All of those, your the body, like, makes you equal. Like, and he can heal both. And that he has a duty to heal both, regardless. Mm. So, I think it's a very crushing blow to realize that the people in power don't have that same, do not place the same value in the different... I guess in the lives of the dark eyes and the light eyes. So it's 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 a very like it's I can see how you can become jaded when you realize that fact that it is the world is not fair. Yeah. And now we briefly leave these two and move on to the interludes in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at B n banter podcast again that's b n banter podcast to get episode updates if you extra love us please leave a review wherever you get your podcast to help spread the joy